this is gonna be one of the most important series two-parters that we will do this year, that we've done in a long time actually. Um, because what we're doing is daylighting some of the significant uh, spiritual assault that the world is experiencing. But primarily it's directed against the friends of Jesus. It really is. There, there is a targeted assault. So this is the week of the 22nd, January 22nd. Yeah. And you and I are wearing the exact same outfits <laughs> as we did last week, which the audio listeners aren't going to notice, but our video listeners are noticing right now. <laughs> so welcome back, everybody. John and Alan still dressed in black. Yes. Um, it wasn't meant to be coordinated. It has no implications on... But us. I kind of like it. it yeah, yeah, yeah. You look good in it, Alan. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Okay. look good. You too. Okay, so January 2nd, January 22nd, and this is part two, everybody. Um, if you haven't heard last week's, you're, you're definitely going to want to go back and, and pick that up yeah. first because we're building on some things and making some assumptions and trying to create, yeah, kind of a knowledge base and... Um, therefore, listen to part one, watch part one before you carry on with this week. I I feel like this is going to be one of the most important series two-parters that we'll do this year that we've done in a long time, actually, um, because what we're doing is daylighting some of the significant uh, spiritual assault that the world is experiencing but primarily it's directed against the friends of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It really is. There, there is a targeted yes. um, assault going on. And, and much of the reports that we're hearing in from the field are actually coming from very, very mature followers of Jesus, just men and women of great character and, yeah, wholeheartedness. And they've done, they've done the work, they've put in the years, and they're coming under this stuff. So. Let's take a moment. Let's pause. And I think the pause is all the more appropriate here um, because we want to be fully present. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what we do is we just begin to notice your breathing. Is your breathing short? Is it shallow? Is it rapid? Just take a few deep breaths. As you begin to give everyone and everything to God. Yes, just take a few deep breaths because we just get so bound up and stressed out by the time you're listening to this podcast in your day or in your week. Just let it go, let it go so that you can come back to yourself and you can come back to God. We pray, Jesus, I give everything to you. I give everyone and everything to you. And you might need to name some things, friends. There are certain people you need to just release right now. Conversations, pressures, fears. Just take a moment. Give it all to God. And we pray, we pray that the breath of God 
the very life-giving breath of God would fill our lungs, would fill our nostrils and our mouths, the breath of God restoring life in us. Breath of God, fill my body, fill my soul, fill my spirit. Restore me to life. In Jesus' name, amen. That breath of God peace is actually significant because some of the warfare that we were talking about last week and this week, it's it's literally trying to steal life, mm-hmm. ultimately, right? Right. Right. It's what it's trying to do is steal the, the life-giving creation of God from us. And so I ask for that. I ask for the breath of God that gives life. That's good. To fill me, mm-hmm. right? Restoring, mm-hmm. restoring life. Yeah. That's super helpful. Okay, so welcome back, everybody, to part two. And what Alan and I were reflecting on at the top of last week's show was how advances in cutting edge, you know, of medicine or industry or athletics, you know, automobile development, aluminum foil. (laughs) Tempur-Pedic beds. (laughs) Tempur-Pedic beds. Can, Can, you know, this stuff then trickles down into you know, the public life and, and we get to benefit from it. We get better mattresses and better vehicles and yeah, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And what we're trying to do is bring that to you all here in the podcast saying, look, we, we have a front row seat to a lot of what's going on in the world spiritually yeah. and, and either through our own experiences as a team or, you know, particularly when we are on mission, we're putting on events that are healing people. You know, we experience what the enemy's up to at such an intense level. We go, oh, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Or we're getting reports from our friends around the world. Um, So we were talking about being amphibians last week and and how every human being is an amphibian. You are created to live in two environments, two ecosystems, two worlds. Yes. The material and the spiritual, you know, the the seen and the unseen is the best way to say it because the unseen world is very material in the sense that it's absolutely real. You know, when you meet an angel, there'll be no doubt in your mind that you met one. And um, when we talk about things like the breath of God, it's it's real. It, it actually restores life. When we talk about the power of the blood of Christ, it's real. Yes. It actually does cleanse. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so we were talking about the importance of having an amphibious mindset, interpretive grid, just the way you process stuff, right? Right. Is you're going, hold on a second. Is this this coming from the great war or or am I just dealing with a broken car, you know? know? Right. And and how do we bring the spiritual aspects of life into our current day-to-day situation? Yeah. Otherwise, we'll just assume everything we see and touch and feel is the only real thing, and the spiritual is out here. Yes. And, and I ended last week's by saying the, the encouraging thing about accepting the amphibious life, one, you get to tap into all this really cool stuff from the kingdom of God. I mean, really cool stuff. But also you begin to realize, wait a second, it's not just me. Like, I'm not just this deeply broken or immature, you know, person who can't just get their life together. 
you go, wait a second, I have an enemy. There is a war. We live in a world at war. Oh, and as we begin to name things, resist things, shut things down, you go, oh my gosh, there's relief yes. that I didn't know was available, right? Totally. That's what we're after. Right. Okay. Right. So Alan, last week we were reviewing 2019 and uh, how we had kind of daylighted to everybody, look, we really feel like hatred and death have been released in the world mm-hmm. at a pretty significant level. Right. And then the pandemic rolls through filled with hatred and death. Yes. Yeah, all the public acrimony and I mean I mean even the riots, right? Uh, yes. uh, uh, of 2020. There's just so much animosity um and then death and not just physically but in the sense of the end of things. Churches broke up and yeah. Right. And okay. just the rage that we saw across the board. Holy cow. And what we were, what we were pointing out last week is that's not over, gang. Like that those things are still very active. Um, but then in 2021, a couple of years ago now, three years ago, I think it was in the spring, um, we had Alex and JD on the podcast and we were trying to out expose daylight, this thing called desolation that was rolling through. And, and it was, it was ultimately, it was the experience of, I, I don't, I don't think I believe anymore. Yeah. And, and it was, um, the rapid onset nature of it, that was really significant. Like when you just wake up one morning and feel apostate, you just go, oh my gosh, like in three seconds, I feel like I could just let go of everything I've ever believed. Go, hang on a second here. What's operating? What's going on? So I want to pause on that for a second because um, as the story of God sweeps to its thrilling climax of this particular chapter um, with the return of Jesus, the scriptures give a number of indications of what, you know, the gospel is going to reach all people groups. That's one. The great falling away is another from 2 Thessalonians 2. Um, that, and we mentioned the Barna data and how it looks like that's going on, mm-hmm. right? The 50% just drop away, drop off. Yes. Okay. Um, but then also we're getting, we're getting the data. We're, we're receiving the letters, the emails, the texts of like, oh my goodness, there it is. Okay, well that, I don't pretend to understand all of the prophetic passages in scripture, okay? I'm just making some observations. And the observations to me and my friends are helpful. One observation is whoever this antichrist figure is, or, or if it even remains just a spiritual force. And let's not get into the weeds here, folks. I just want to make an observation. They are responsible for desolation. Mm-hmm. He's called the abomination that causes desolation. Right. Okay. And when you see desolation rolling across the world and you see this massive sudden onset loss of faith, yeah. you go, whoa, whoa, time out. Hey, anybody noticing this? You know, like... This is significant. Very. Okay. Well, it's not just that. There's three things that are attributed to um, the the antichrist forces in the world. And so in and and I can say that phrase because in 1 John 4, he says many antichrist spirits are in the world. Okay. So we can just collectively say whatever this stuff is, the antichrist forces, they are actually responsible for desolation, desecration. And 
uh, the great falling away, the unbelief. Okay. And the desecration of the temple, the human heart. Yes. Okay. So we're trying to daylight some things here this year of more current stuff that we're also picking up on. And we talked about chaos last week. We did. You were picking up on it as early as 2020. Right. And in some ways, COVID distracted, I think. I mean, it, it ended up being like this fulcrum that everybody looked to. And it was real, of course, but it wasn't the only form of chaos. It just exposed the chaos that the enemy has been throwing at us. I think in recent years, it was one of the biggest examples. But the chaos we face today isn't, if we just say it was because of COVID, we're missing the larger spiritual story. You're an amphibian. You live in a world at war. This stuff has been rolled out. And whether you see it in global markets or human conflicts or, you know, the collapse in the universities, yeah, politics, like chaos is is a big deal. And a friend of mine who is very prophetic, he saw this in a vision. He saw this dark chaos storm coming. Um, and then I had the exact same vision. And some other friends did as well. And then now it's here. And we were talking about, look, God has provision. God has provision for all this. And it's actually a great joy to partner with him, like, you know, as a friend of God, as a partner of Jesus, to say, no, no, not, not here, not in our church, not in our company, not in my household. Right. And we command the creation glory of the living God to cut off all chaos and the chaos storm in our kingdom is very joyful. It's very helpful. Right. And Jesus tells us, you know, in John, he says, in this world, you will have, he says, trouble, chaos, yep. right? But I have overcome the world. Yes. So we can have peace. We can be steady in the mm -hmm. chaos because he has already overcome it. But when we try mm -hmm. to walk into the chaos storm in our own strength, we can, we're going to get blown away yeah, pretty quick. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if you don't live amphibious, if you don't live with, hang on, I, we're, there's a whole spiritual realm around us all the time. And a good part of it, not all of it, not even the majority of it, but a very good slice of it is out for my destruction. Like you're going to interpret reality a whole lot better. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, last week we talked about something that I am, referring to as the global mind jam or the global mental subjugation, suppression. It's a real thing. And the enemy has rolled it out against the human race. And the, you know, the subtler forms are just mental fragmentation. It's like, man, my, my mind just isn't what it was a couple years ago. Those are the, and remember, warfare tries to operate in the background yes. so that you don't resist it. Um, but then this thing, um, Whew, this thing takes on almost what feels like a mental tornado of assault. Uh, images, um, sound, sights, it's like, whoa. It's, um, and, and when it gets that bad, like you have got to resist this stuff. And we were talking about cleanse your mind with the blood of Jesus every day. And yeah, put on the armor of God, which includes the helmet of salvation to protect your mind. But also, sometimes you've got to get very, very serious with this, the fire and glory of Almighty God, as we were talking about, to destroy the whole apparatus, the weapons, the technology, the dark frequencies that the enemy is using in this global mind assault. Mm -hmm. And this is a rescue. This is a rescue. Yes. And then I find afterwards, 
Um, I have been hit by this several times in the last 12 months. Some close friends of mine have as well. Um, I have found that after we got it off, after we broke the devices, the apparatus, just fire and glory of Almighty God to destroy the technology and the assaults and the weapons of the evil one that are just causing this mental barrage, I needed to cleanse my mind again mm. with the blood of Christ and with the river of life from even the memory of it. Wow. So, the, gang, you're going to love this one. This is a really lovely, lovely gift. As we said, the amphibian understands these things are real. The blood of Christ is a real thing that has great power. The river of life is a real thing yes. that has great healing effect. And so as you cleanse yourself with the blood of Christ and the river of life from evil assault and even the memory of trauma, it actually washes, it washes you of it. And I'm able to lie down and go to sleep in peace without remembering how awful it was. Wow. Okay? Yes. Super helpful. All right. I think um, I wanted to say a little bit more about about this because, you know, we were talking about desolation, the falling away, the Barna data on the 50% drop-off. But but more, you know, I didn't even need the Barna data. It was it was confirming, but I'd already seen it in my inbox uh, and lots of it. Um, I experienced it myself. And so what the more extreme version of this that some friends have been writing us into, calling us, praying with us about is the eclipse of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, this is a very, very awful experience, and, and not everyone is experiencing it, but some of the really devoted friends of Jesus are, where one man described it to me, he says, just one day, back in November, a dark wave came over, a dark cloud, and I could not access God. And it went on for weeks, and it, 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 when you are in it, the suffering of it is horrible. It's not you. That's the good news. Yes. It's not you. You haven't lost faith. God still exists. But um, you can either kind of hope and wait for it to go away someday. Yeah. Or you can deal with it. Right. Directly. And, and what we're finding is um, one of the phrases I gave at the very end of the pause app on 30 Days to Resilient. I said, gang, look, if you don't know what else to pray, pray this, your glory, your love, your kingdom. Mm -hmm. Again, this is so lovely. The glory of the living God is an amazing thing. It, it, it is the manifest, saturated presence of the living God, just filled with power and beauty and goodness, okay? The glory of God, your love, your kingdom. The love of God is a very, very powerful thing. Yes. Shuts down hatred, among other things. Um, and your kingdom, that's that Ephesians 1 passage you ended with last week. The all authority, right. power, rule, dominion has been given to the Lord Jesus. Right. Okay. When you invoke the fullness of the kingdom of God, it is powerful. And so I just, that little phrase, your glory, your love, your kingdom, we have found to be very helpful against this eclipse of God. Where we just command, no. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
um, fire and glory to destroy any of the mental assault yes. and the apparatus that we've been talking about, the global mind subjugation, and now the fullness, the very fullness of your glory, your love, your kingdom, Father, utterly cutting off these antichrist forces that are bringing about the eclipse of God in my life. Yes. Okay. And John, what's especially evil about what's happening right now, I believe, is how this is coming against young adults, our kids, the younger generation, teenagers, 20-year-olds, because there's this falling away because they no longer think they can hear from God. Yes. We had an experience with one of our kids for several years, and thankfully he's yeah. he's been, you know, kind of taken from where that began to a great place now with God where he's super intimate with God. But for almost two years, we experienced it personally, and he struggled with that. And I'm hearing stories from all around the world from our yeah. allies about that and friends. Yeah. And so if you're a listener and your child or grandchild or someone you know, a young adult is experiencing this like, John, what you just said is so helpful because it's it's us perhaps or our leaders, but when it's the younger generation, we need to be praying specifically for them. You can intervene. Yes. And, and you and Kelly did. Yes. You can intervene in prayer in the ways that we are describing. And, and the, the, the global mind subjugation, the mental assault, and the whole apparatus of it, like, no way. Fire and glory to destroy that stuff. Right. And the blood of Christ and the river of life to then cleanse the mind of it, right? Yes. The very breath of God to cleanse the mind of it. And then the fullness of your glory, love, kingdom, almighty God, to cut off the antichrist forces that bring about the eclipse of God, right? They're anti-Jesus, spirits, powers, devices. We don't need to get into what all this is. There's human agents involved. There's all this stuff. Um, You don't need to know that. What you need to know is that these forces are very active in the world right now. And the experience of the eclipse of God is like the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm but the power of the glory, love, kingdom of the Almighty to cut it off if you will deal with it directly, if you will shut it down and not just kind of, you know, pull a blanket over your head and hope that it goes away, you can get very wonderful breakthrough. Okay. There's another angle on this that I also want to describe. So I believe that most of this right now is targeted at the friends of Jesus. Um, because we're in the way. We are in the way of the enemy's plans for the world, right? Um, and I think he wants to roll this out over the whole human race, mm-hmm. but the church is in the way, but particularly the friends of Jesus, yes. right? Those who have an intimate life with God. Yes. Um, and so we were talking about hatred, but the, one of the versions of hatred that I have experienced friends are reporting is the enemy tries to sow his hatred of God into us. And it's a, it's a horrible experience and he'll use pain, disappointment, especially chronic pain and chronic disappointment, Mm. suffering, heartache, loss, or this eclipse 
because you come out of the clips and you can go, why did you allow that, God? How did you allow that? Why are you allowing such suffering? I'll say something about that in a moment. But then the heart is vulnerable and this, this hatred gets in. And the father told me uh, last fall, he said, I want you to cleanse your love for me with the blood of Christ and the river of life because your love for me is being assaulted. And you go, well, of course it is. It's the epicenter. Yes. Right? Our love for him is the epicenter. So the enemy's trying to get to that mm. and, and to cleanse our love of him with the blood of Jesus and the river of life is just so wonderful. And so, and you go, whoa, whoa. Again, I had no idea how much I was under that as you pray yes. about these various things. Okay. Um, we're trying to out some of the main things and in order to help you. Um, but we're not saying this is the only stuff that's going on because you've got this whole army, you know, it, it says the Michael and his angels fought against the devil and the devil and his angels fought back. I mean, there's these two armies, right, that are at war in the world. Um, and there's all kinds of stuff that rolls through. It, it could be fear and anxiety that assaults you. Right. Um, it, it, it could be thievery of all types. Uh, some dear friends, they just, They've just been battling one piece of thievery after another, particularly of joy. Anytime they try and set up joy, a trip, a holiday, a, a celebration, a dinner, it just gets ripped off. You go, hang on, there is a thief here. Yes. Okay. And and we can deal with these things directly. Um, so I think well, I'm going to back up to something that we taught on years and years ago because folks are going to find this really, really helpful in this moment as well. All of these things are interplaying with one another, right? You know, um, I think, honestly, I think most people ha have had kind of this idea that the enemy is, is dumb. And, and they go, well, okay, so like I break agreements, like he tries to lie to us, but that's sort of it. You know, it's deception, it's lies, or it's accusation, but that's it. You go, you, you are dealing with a highly sophisticated race of beings, utterly dark and malevolent now, who have all sorts of weapons, strategies, schemes, technologies. And thousands of years of practice on humanity. Exactly. Exactly. So um, you, you got to kind of take this seriously. Yeah. All right. So... Um, we're going to put in the show notes uh, a, a series that we did a few years, quite a few years ago now, on soul ties, mm -hmm. because I don't want to go into a long explanation of it now. I want to talk about why it's significant in this hour, but I will give a brief summary of it. Okay, so soul ties. Human beings are made to bond. We are made for attachment, and and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing about human beings. And so, you know, children need to develop healthy attachments with their parents, you know, from, from infanthood, right, from birth, from prior to birth. Um, in the womb, we develop healthy attachment when we know our mother loves us, cares for us, is excited about our coming. Okay. And, and then attachment disorders in failed attachment and insecure attachment has, you know, produced a lot of struggles for a lot of people, myself included. Um, so human beings have this beautiful capacity to bond. But in a broken world, we 
often form unhealthy bonds. Now, this takes place, you know, purely on a relational level, right? Yes. And you get into a codependent relationship. You've got a, a woman who can't, you know, leave an abusive husband because there's just this deep, broken attachment there. Mm. Okay. Uh, but gang, you're an amphibian. <laughs> you're an amphibian. And this has a spiritual component to it. And I bet many of you have had the experience where you're driving down the road one day or you're in the kitchen doing doing dinner and you're thinking about your friend Jane or you're thinking about your mom and all of a sudden the phone rings and it's Jane or it's your mom. I think a lot of people have that experience, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. guess what? You know why you were thinking about them right before the phone rang? Because they were thinking about you. And this is how soul ties get formed in the spiritual realm. Like they're literally projecting towards you. And this was enormously helpful for me as a counselor because I, I started having this experience. When I was a young therapist, you know, about 20 minutes, 15 minutes before a new client's walking in the door, I would suddenly get something on me. And it would be like either like, whoa, this sexual stuff and like, what is this? Or suddenly fear and anxiety or heaviness and discouragement. And then the client would walk in the door and I'd go, oh, this is your stuff. Wow. That wasn't me. Mm. That was you in anticipation of coming to see me with hope for breakthroughs, literally like projecting it. Okay. Wow. Broken yeah. human beings, yeah. broken human beings don't know how to only form healthy bonds. Broken human beings, traumatized human beings form unhealthy bonds. And we call these soul ties. Stacy had a soul tie who so was so strong with her mother over the years I, I finally got to the place where I'm like, hon, I literally don't want you to take her phone call because her mother lived under this constant spirit. It was a, it was a spirit of overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And when Stacy would get off the phone, it would be on her. And I'd be able to go, babe, woo like, do you remember 30 minutes ago, you were not overwhelmed. You loved your life. Mm -hmm. Suddenly you're overwhelmed. The rapid onset of anything is this indication yes. of, hang on, what just jumped on you? Right? Right. We'd break the soul tie, kick out the overwhelmed, it would be gone. Okay. Why am I bringing this up now? Because, um, well, let me, let me just start with the beauty of um, Galatians. I want to read, I want to get the scripture right here. So in Galatians chapter 6, verse 14, Paul says, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Now, this doesn't just mean like Walmart and, and MGM films. That's not the world. <laughs> the Greek there is the entire human family. The cross has changed all relationships forever. You are now bonded and attached to Jesus Christ, okay? Yes. And God, your Father, and Holy Spirit, and the cross can correct and break off these unhealthy attachments. It's very, very, very helpful. So when Stacy would get off the phone with her mom, we would pray this. We would pray, we bring the cross of our Lord Jesus and the power of his blood between Stace and her mom, and we forbid every form of unholy attachment, every unhealthy tie, and we send mom back. <laughs> Go back, mom. Uh, to your life, and all of her warfare, we forbid to transfer to Stacy. 
but rather we send it to the Lord Jesus over her mom's life. Because we don't wish her ill. Right. We just don't want this jumping on us. Yes. Okay. So the cross of Galatians 6.14, the cross is so, so helpful in this. But the reason why this is really big in this hour is that we're living in a moment in in the human story of so much brokenness and so much trauma. And people are looking for help, security. They're, they're looking for attachment. And so soul ties, I've just been staggered at how quickly they are formed these days. It just seems like it's almost instantaneous. And then you throw technology in there. Right. Right. And it is instantaneous. You know, right. you can reach out to somebody anywhere, anytime and bing, you know, send them a text at 2 a.m. Okay. So why is this significant? Well, for one thing, I, if I were you, I'd be bringing the cross of Christ between me and the world on a regular basis, like no unhealthy ties. And then, and then when you're sensing, you know, like before a client would come in, you know, you're about to meet with your parents and all of a sudden they're issue of anger. Yes. Suddenly your marriage is full of anger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh-uh, that can't come in here. We keep the cross of Christ between us and our parents and we cut off their warfare and forbid it to transfer to us hmm. in Jesus name. I think we're in a very vulnerable moment to it. I think it's actually part of the global mind jam thing is that the enemy is, is just kind of creating this massive, unhealthy global thing Yes. That you don't want to be a part of. Right. Right? Only love. Only Jesus. I'll pray that. Like, only Christ between me and all people. At a time where everybody's looking for something exactly. and grasping, it's almost like everybody's drowning and they're, they're, they're clinging and pulling others down. Bingo. And you don't want to be one that gets pulled down, mm -hmm. even from somebody you really love, because what they mm -hmm. need isn't that soul tie with you. Yes. Right, it's God. Yes. So to be aware of that is huge. Yeah, that's a, great, that's a great description of it. Yep. And when you're living in a moment of such other intense warfare that's out there, the, the desolation, the eclipse of God, the mind jam, the hatred and death, the things we've been talking about, the chaos, you don't want that rolling into you and into your world through someone else. Right? Right. Okay. So there you go. That, that'll be really helpful. Now, before we wrap up our conversation on this, um, I want to just give some very helpful tools. I just want to walk through um, some very helpful ways of praying, some, some tools that are available to you as an amphibian, as in other words, as a person who lives both within the kingdom of God and here in your life in Cincinnati or Mexico City or wherever you are. Um, Sao Paulo or, or Israel, like wherever you are in the world, uh, we have listeners all over the world. You have two realities with you at all times, your current situation and the kingdom of God available to you. Okay. So, um, and again, as I said last week, if I were you, I would listen to this again, like um, yes. maybe take some notes when you get out of your car, or get back from your run or wherever you are right now. Um, First off, you need to deal directly with this. And this has been one of the most exasperating things as, as a teacher uh, of understanding about the, the war we fight with the spiritual realms. Um, the, the human nature doesn't want to deal with this. 
and it wants to just explain it away of like, no, I actually am angry at my wife. You don't understand. And, you know, I, okay. So we walked into the family system and everybody's angry, but that doesn't have anything to do with this. Like they want to explain it away. Yes. They don't want to deal with it directly. Um, Luke 10, verse 18, the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Jesus replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, foul spirits, and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. So the authority is given, the victory is won, but Jesus is saying, you have to apply it. Yes. Right? Right. And the idea of trample on snakes and scorpions, like, like that's not a passive activity, <laughs> right? Like you got a snake right. in the kitchen and your toddler's sitting there playing on the floor. What are you going to do? You're going at it. You're going to kill that yeah, thing, man. Right. right. Go for it, folks. You- and, and when you say you have the authority, John, you've helped me so much on this front because- that's a different prayer. A prayer of authority that's been given to us is a different way of praying than God take this away. Yeah. Right. Yes. Because it's it's we now can step in boldness yes. with whatever's coming at us. Yes. In the name of Jesus. It's so important. It's a lovely story. I think it was told by Catherine of Siena. She was under assault one day, and and she prayed that she said, "Oh Lord Jesus, please take this away from me." And he replied to her, no, you do it. Like we are maturing yes. as amphibians, men and women who know how to live and move and operate in the kingdom of God in this world, right? Yes. Heaven to earth. We are maturing in that. And, and God is urging us to firmly, you will trample on these guys. Huge. Okay, huge. You got that scorpions running across the floor? headed towards your foot, you're going to pick up a magazine and whack it, right? Right. Okay. So what's interesting, um, Jesus is speaking to a Jewish audience there, obviously, and he is drawing upon the illusion from Psalm 91. Um, I would recommend Psalm 91, everybody, if it's been a while since you read it, or um, I enjoy listening to audio Bible renditions. I like having it read to me. Yes. Um, And so I'll listen to Psalm 91 in the morning quite often. Um, it says in Psalm 91, you will trample the lion and the cobra. You will crush the great lion and the serpent. Mm. That's what he's referring to here, Jesus, in this passage, clearly. Um, and again, that's that idea of trample, crush, victory, authoritative, direct action. Yes. I am urging direct not action, not passivity. Okay. And, and by the way, um, the problem with a lot of us that were brought up in kind of like the bind it or banish it culture, well, we, we bind fear in the name of Jesus. And that's all we pray. We just say tonight, we just bind fear in the name of Jesus. Well, the problem is it doesn't deal with it in a permanent way. It cuts it off for about 24 hours. And then these guys are Houdini. They figure out how to get out of the binding and they come back and just attack you again, right? Or if you just banish it, that's not helpful because you just sent it to your neighbor's house, <laughs> right? right? That's now it's going to go pick on their eight-year-old daughter. Like, right. don't just, you have to deal with this stuff directly. And so here's what I do. I either send, you know, if I know, okay, the foul spirit of fear just entered the room, I send um, 
these foul spirits of fear to this to the judgment seat of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can do that. Yes. It's very biblical. They go to Christ for their judgment. Or you can call down fire and glory on them to destroy them in the moment, unless they have permission to go to the throne of Christ. Okay, more and more authoritative, more and more direct action, you will find to be immensely helpful. Okay, you don't want to give these guys room in your life. Tools like the blood of Christ. We talked about the power of the blood of Jesus in the first episode. And I read the Revelation passage uh, in the first episode, Revelation 12. They triumphed over the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. Mm -hmm. It it is so powerful and wonderful to cleanse yourself on a daily basis with the blood of Christ. Yes. That disarms a lot of things you just don't even know are there that are trying to get you. Yes. Um, But also cleanse your home. Cleanse your home, cleanse your household with the blood of Christ. Cleanse the atmosphere in your home. Cleanse your technology, for heaven's sakes. Yes. I, I pray as part of my, you know, morning prayers that all technology that is coming to us, because, you know, all that, all those frequencies, the cellular, the Wi-Fi, the digital, the EMF, all that, internet, like, as it enters into my home and my household, it must come through the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm. Right? I mean, have you been on cable recently, folks? Have you cruised through YouTube? There's a lot of creepy stuff. Yes. I don't want that just flowing in and out. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the blood of Christ is absolutely wonderful, and it does disarm the foul spirits. Um, We talked about authority. Uh, Luke 10, I've given you authority. But there's that beautiful passage also in Ephesians chapter 2, where Paul says, God raised us with Christ and seated us us with him in the heavenly realms. It's literally at the right hand of the Father, right? So all authority, Jesus has been raised, his ascension, okay? You participate in the ascension of Christ right now. And and so it's just so helpful to realize you're giving top-down orders. You're not fighting this on a horizontal plane. You're not swinging at a pinata. That's so good. Hoping that you get a good, you get a good whack, you know, you are, no, I, from the throne of the almighty God, we are issuing these orders. Okay. That's very, very helpful. But you also find it helpful, gang, um, to bring your kingdom under the authority of the Lord Jesus and into his kingdom. Because, because of assault, because of sin, because of the broken world, things get out from under the protection of God. They just do. They get out, you know, Jesus says, uh, remain in me and I will remain in you yeah. in John 15. Well, he's, he's assuming that you cannot remain in him. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. So you find that very helpful. Like, in a, in a, okay. So again, we were talking about like chaos and vehicles, for example, chaos and finances, chaos and, you know, your kid's education, chaos trying to get in. Not only do you kick chaos out, right, with the order of God, right. the creation, glory of the living God. But you also bring that, I bring our vehicles, I bring our finances under the authority of Jesus and into his kingdom. That's a very wonderful thing to do, to get everything protected. Yes. And the alignment you're talking about, Mm. John, and the realignment Mm. we need. The picture I have is when I stand in the ocean and I think I'm standing in the same place, but over the course of about 10 minutes, (laughs) you find you're like 50 feet from where you were because yeah. of the pull, right? Yes. And you don't even know. Yes. And then you start walking back to your family and you realize 
how did I get way over here yes. and they're way over there? Perfect. I thought I was in place. Perfect. But we need that spiritually. We need that anchoring and aligning. And if we think we can do it on our own strength, we're going to find we're out of alignment pretty soon. Yeah, I like that very yeah. much. I like the word alignment very much. Um, I pray for it, you know, that this will, whatever it is, this trip, this vacation, this conversation, this meeting, that this comes into alignment yes. with the Lord Jesus Christ and his purposes, right? That's good. We try and pray that um, every week before we record these things. Okay, so we we're talking about the blood, the authority, angels, Hebrews 1.14, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So angels are given to help you, friends of God, yes. followers of Jesus. Well, call on them. Yes. As, I mean, I think most of us take a real passive approach to that as well. It's like, well, I hope some angels are with us on this trip. Or, you know, wow, it looked like your angel really saved you that day. Right. Like, don't be so passive. Be much more engaged in this. We call the angels of the living God to protect us in our travels. Yes. To protect our home at night, right? Yes. Okay. Right now to protect our kids as they travel. And... um. As you are issuing orders, like we've been talking about from on high, commanding, you know, banishing chaos or desolation or the global mind jam, you're ordering the destruction of the whole apparatus of the global mind jam over you, ask the angels to carry it out. So when I'm done with those kinds of prayers, whatever it is, uh -huh. I'll say, angels of the living God, I ask your help in this. Please carry out these orders until everything is done. They love serving God. They love worshiping God, and they love helping you, gang. Yes. Ask for their help. Okay, so um, we've got some really good prayers on our app and on our website um, that you will find helpful. We're going to add some new ones this year as we continue to learn more about these things. Uh, but I want to close with this beautiful passage from 1 Corinthians 1. Now, right now. You have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly wait for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be free from all blame on the day when our Lord Jesus returns. Like just that passage, because the, the eclipse of God and the falling away and the global mind jam and the hatred, all this is really trying to knock us hard off of our union with Christ, yes. our confidence in him, and, and the assurance of he will keep you strong to the end. God will do this, Paul writes, for he is faithful to do what he says. And he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's a partnership mindset. Right? So it yes. isn't just, oh, Lord, why'd you do this? Or why won't you do this? Or please do this. It's your partners. Yes. What I ask is, how would you like me to pray? How should I pray about this, Lord? Mm -hmm. And he'll say, send that to judgment. I go, all right. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are banished to your judgment immediately. Like partnership model. Yes. Isn't that awesome? It's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's so good. All right, gang. Hope this was helpful. And um, I think we'll wrap this up for now and probably come and revisit it again uh, maybe in the second quarter of this year.